Hey there, how you doing? This is the A Talking Dude podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the RSS feed should be in the description and I put it out on Twitter quite regularly. And also check out the uh, the YouTube channel that I have. It's A Talking Dude. Like the, like the podcast, share it, comment please, and let's get it on. This is episode four and today we're going to be talking about Oxford University and David Lammy. So, Every year we get some statistics that come out showing how few black students there are at Oxford University. And then David Lammy every year jumps up and gives all the, you know, the noise and the hoo-ha about, you know, this is racism and so on and such and such. Fair enough, that's his, that's his niche, that's what he does, that's his bag, he's very well known for that, pointing out real or perceived racial injustice in Britain. So let's go through some of the, some of the statistics. First of all, it's clear that black applications or black students who apply to Oxford University are less likely to get an offer. 16% of them got an offer versus 24% of them, uh, 24% of white applicants got an offer in 2017. So partly this is because they're more likely, that is the black students, are more likely to be applying for more popular courses. So 41% of the 2017 applicants were for medicine versus 16% of the white applicants uh, being for medicine. So that's obviously going to bring down your chances of, 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 being, uh, of receiving an offer. Now, there are lots of other factors, though, that do come into play. So we're talking about things like what are your predicted grades? What subjects are, your, are, your, you, know, what subjects are you studying at A-level? How relevant are these subjects to the courses? What, what grades are you predicting? What kind of teacher references do you have? How did you do in your interview performance? Uh, what work experience do you have? And also, you know, things like wider extracurricular activities. For me, there's clearly room there for admission staff to make decisions that could unfairly work against black people based on, you know, oh, this person will fit in here, this person's got the right connections and so on and so forth. In the same way as admissions staff can make decisions which work against people from lower social economic status. So if you're from, you know, I think this is one of the huge, one of the biggest issues is that if you're from the certain kind of circles where, you know, maybe your parents went to Oxford, you've got relatives who went to Oxford, you've got people, you're living around people who have all been to these kind of places. You've got those connections, those social connections, those cultural connections, you, you know what the system's like and so on and so forth. And so you've kind of got a head start because you know what you're doing. And then even you can get references from people who, you know, who who have got connections with Oxford University, whereas you won't get that if you're not from these kind of areas. And for me, this is an issue that universities definitely have to tackle, particularly as these universities are getting so much state funding, so much of our taxpayers, of our money, of our taxes is going to the university. So I think they need to make a, a huge effort to make sure that these kind of... Um, nepotistic tendencies are clamped down on. You want the universities to reward intellect, achievement and work ethic, not who your parent knows. So so that's the first thing there is that the admissions, I think that's the, the you know, there's definitely questions that have to be asked there and, and more research has to be done there to kind of uncover what exactly is going on to this, to kind of um, reduce the chances of certain people from certain, certain ethnic groups, but also people from certain regions in the country. Part of the Oxford University data came out that came out in the last couple of weeks pointed out that people from the South and Southeast were much, much, much more likely to get into Oxford, Oxford University than people from other parts of the country, like the North, West, North, East and so on.
When you look at the admissions data for 2017, you'll see that only 396 UK-based black students applied for a place at, university, at the Oxford University for undergrad, undergraduate study. This seems like a tiny number, but people sometimes forget that the black population in the UK is a tiny proportion of the population, though it might not seem that way if you live in London, Birmingham, you know, Manchester, Bristol and these kind of places. 396 applications out of a total number of applications, 12,500, that's around about 3%, you know, maybe a little bit under 3%, which is around about the same proportion of the population as a whole that is black. So that's the first thing to say that there is that there's no point in saying, oh, there's only a tiny number of black students at Oxford, it must be racism, because there's only a tiny number of black people in this country, you know. Adding to that, and this is something that's of much more interest to me, is the fact that very, very few a black A-level students get three A's at A-level, and that's the basic entry requirement for Oxford University. When you look at statistics, government statistics, and I'll put all the links to these figures in the descriptions, wherever you're hearing this, either on SoundCloud or on your RSS feed or whatever, it'll be there in iTunes and so on. The percentage of students between between 2011 and 2016, the percentage of students receiving three A's or better was 24% for Chinese students, 11% for white students, 10% for Asian students, and only 5% for black students. To put that into a raw number, in 2016, only 449 black students got three A's at A-level. So it's a very, very, very tiny, small you could say select elite number of black students are getting three A's at A-level. Another somewhat troubling fact with regard to Oxford University applications is that black students were actually the least likely to take up a place after having received an offer. Now, a big obvious reason for this is that black students are most likely to miss their predicted grades. Now, if you get a conditional offer of a place for you know to study at university, the condition will be that you meet the required grades. As I said, the the Oxford University basic requirement is three A's at A level, and if you don't get that, if you don't get the grades, then your offer basically you're not going to be able to go to university, even though they previously offered you a place. Now, in 2016, UCAS, that's the university's admissions service, offer. Uh, offered the following, it said that applicants from the white ethnic group were the least likely to miss by two or more grades their predicted grade, ranging from 38% in 2010 to 50% in 2015. In comparison, applicants from the black ethnic group were the most likely to miss their predicted attainment, increasing from 53% in 2010 to 67.5% in 2014. The proportion of applicants that from the other Asian and mixed ethnic groups that missed their predicted attainment were lower than the black than they were for the black ethnic group, but higher the, for the white than for the white ethnic group in that whole period. So there's a real issue there. First of all, across all ethnic groups, the number of students who are missing their predicted grades is going up, but for black students, they are the highest. It's basically you're talking about nearly three quarters of black students at A-levels are missing their predicted grades when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to exam time, coursework time and so on. 
And that's obviously going to have an impact on if you received an offer from Oxford University or wherever, and then you didn't get the required grades, obviously you're not going to be able to take up your place. Now, there's a question there with regard to are, are teachers inflating the predicted grades that they're giving to students in order to help them to get into university that's a whole question for another time but I believe that there is some there is this is evidence that that is the case and I think there's probably evidence there that there's a you know teachers wanting to do wanting to see black students be able to go on and achieve and so forth might be inflating their grades even more so resulting in them you know falling flat on their faces once the exams come up now, a final statistical point that I wanted to bring up is that, and this, this isn't from Oxford University's current statistics, this is from wider statistics. Once entered, black students perform the worst at Oxford University. And this is troubling stuff. There, there are big differences in the level of attainment by ethnicity at o- Oxford. In 2017, 36% of white students gained a first, 28% of Chinese students, 20% of Chinese students, and just 8% of black students received the first. To put that into numbers, if 67 black students got a degree in 20, 2017 at Oxford, that's roughly the number of black students there are in Oxford, that entered Oxford in, in 2017, if only 8% of those got a first, that would mean that only something like three or four black students at Oxford University got a first really tiny tiny numbers you know and for maybe you're one of the people who did get a first at Oxford University in which case hats off to you you are in a absolutely tiny tiny number of people amongst you know other black people of your age and unfortunately this pattern is repeated at other universities a 2016 study by the Institute of Social and Economic and Economic Research found that 13% of white British and Chinese students graduated with first-class honours across the whole uni- university system, whereas only 5% of black, stu- uh, of black graduates did. Seven, between 7 and 9% of South Asian students got, the, got first. Now, when you're talking about these kinds of things, you have to take into account all of the different variables that could influence whether or not you're going to get a first and just generally that can influence your academic attainment. So, for example, it could be that a high proportion of black students are studying harder courses, which would, of course, bring the, the, the average down in relation to other groups. I have come across one study which tried to kind of control for some of these variables. It was a study by the Department for Education and Skills in 2013, and I think that was looking at the 2003 data and it controlled for variables such as students prior educational attainment before university the kind of universities they attended the areas that they came from and their age and genders all of which can have an impact on you know your 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 university attainment it found that white students were still twice as likely as black students to get a first and they were 20 percent more likely to get a 2-1. Statistics show, and I'll put links for all of these claims I'm making, black students are the least likely group to get the very top grades at both all of the levels, GCSE, A-level and degree level. Why is this the case? Well, poverty could be part of the reason and poverty is almost certainly part of the reason. So, for example, at school level, you've got this eligibility for free school meals, and that's seen that's taken to be like a, a proxy indicator of uh, of a child living in poverty. And children who are eligible for free school meals tend to do worse at, at school. 
more black children are eligible for free school meals than white children. So this could help to explain some of the differences. Now, interestingly, blacks, black children who are eligible for free school meals actually tend to outperform white children who are eligible for free school meals. So when you hear about white working class boys in particular doing you know, the worst out of all the groups at uni, that's who we're talking about there. We're talking about the fact that those white children who are eligible for free school meals, the boys in particular, are the ones who are, who are, the, who are doing the the worst at school, GCSEs. But interestingly, black students don't outperform Asian and Chinese children who are eligible for free school meals. So poverty is probably probably a factor there. I think we need to look at cultural factors as well. So, for example, are there differences between black students and white students and Asian students and and all these students from different parts of different ethnic groups? Are there differences of things like how much study time is put in at home, are there differences in parental expectations? Are there differences in, and by that I mean, you know, do, are there differences in whether or not your parents, you know, uh, expect you to go to university, expect you to achieve highly, expect you to, you know, to put in the work to get the grades and so forth? If so, that's going to have an impact on how you, you know, perform at school and college and uni. Also, are there differences in peer support and encouragement, like I mentioned earlier? I think that's probably going to be a huge issue. And I'll just briefly mention, there was a really really good or a really interesting article on the BBC website a couple of years ago with regard to second generation descendants of Chinese migrants to to Australia and it found that all of those factors so how much time was put in studying at home parental expectations and so on all of those factors were were the main explanatory uh, factors behind why second generation Chinese migrants outperformed all other groups in Australia by quite some distance. And I think that's if we if we looked at that with regard to the UK context, I reckon we'll start to see that the case. Just anecdotally, you know, when I was at school, I remember the Asian boys who, you know, who are friends of mine, they were, you know, their parents were on it with regard to education and studying and so forth. You know, whereas unfortunately a lot of my, you know, my friends who are white and black, and most of the black friends in those days were Caribbean origin. You didn't really have that. That they didn't have that same, uh, you know, that same dedication and commitment to, to academia as 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 the other other parents do, did. You know, when we're talking about the differences between the racial groups when it comes to educational attainment and performance, all of these different issues need to be factored in. And and one one very last thing that I want to talk about is is intra-racial differences. So we're talking about interracial differences, differences between black and white. Asian and black and so on but there are also differences between within the actual racial group so for example black African children outperform black Caribbean children just like Indian children outperform Bengali children or Bangladeshi children who in turn outperform Pakistani children there are some stats which show that Nigerian and Ghanaian children or children of Nigerian and Ghanaian origin outperform Somali children you know, there's stats there that show that children from who, who whose parents originate from different regions of Pakistan outperform children whose parents originate from other regions of Pakistan. So let me just try and summarise. You know, we've got to move past the headline grabbing slogans and claims. We're talking about a very complex set of different factors that go into you know determining how well a child is going to do these are factors that apply that pertain to the home environment their social uh, economic status their physical geographic environment 
their parental well that's the home environment also you're talking about um you know the school environment the the expectations of the teachers themselves the applications staff the admission staff at universities and so forth the the you know there are so many different factors which go into these this whole kind of pot of you know of 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 educational attainment by ethnic group and we're talking about a complex interaction between loads of different factors what we don't definitely don't want to do we don't want to make we don't want to do simple answers because we'll end up making things worse so for example we don't want to lower standards for certain ethnic groups to get into universities because all that will do is set them up for failure when they get to uni and to uni and you know i didn't mention it in this video but black students are actually the most likely to drop out of uni last thing to say is that listening to some of the interviews and, and uh, you know news reports on this whole spat between David Lammy and Oxford University many of the Ox many of the black students actually at Oxford University who were interviewed weren't were not happy with Lammy they were not happy with his incendiary outbursts they said that you know he didn't ask them he didn't talk to them to find out what their views about all this were and he and they felt that his comments actually made life more uncomfortable for them on campus so you know very interesting subject matter. I hope I've kind of helped to give, you know, a different kind of input, a different kind of insight into some of these questions. As I said, all of the links to the various uh, data that I've used in this uh, in this episode are all are going to be in the description in the podcast. So check those links out. Let me know your thoughts as well. Comment on Twitter in particular. That's where I'm mostly to be found. It's at a talking dude. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.